Episode 3 Catherine Grant When the Highlander men fled north to Montreal, their women and children didn't go with them. It was a difficult journey traveling the 300 miles through rugged mountains of unchartered countryside, and if they had taken women and children along with them, it would have slowed the men down. Instead, the Highlander families remained in the Mohawk Valley. It's not uncommon for families to be left behind when men go off to war. But there in the valley, these Highlander families were surrounded by neighbors who weren't loyalists and who also weren't their friends. They were Whigs, rebels, supporters of the rebellion against the crown. They formed a militia to protect their farms and families from loyalist raids that soon began. British armed regiments and scouts came down from the north to join with their allies, who were warriors of the Six Indian Nation. The raids were quick and brutal. Farms of those who supported the rebellion were burned and livestock run off or killed. It was a terrifying guerrilla-style warfare and innocent civilians were killed or lost everything they owned. The Highlander families were caught in the middle. Without their men to work the land, they looked to their neighbors, the rebels, for help, and it wasn't offered. Instead, they were threatened, shunned, or kicked off their land. Without help, these families couldn't provide food or clothing for themselves, Many women and their children went hungry. Catherine Grant was one of the Highlander women who was left behind. She wasn't in that first group of Johnstown refugees, along with Donald Ban MacDonald, who followed Sir John North to Montreal. She was only 12 years old at the time, and one can only guess the kind of suffering she must have witnessed or experienced as a young girl going into womanhood. Her escape from the rebel territory wouldn't come until four years later. On May 22, 1780, Johnson led a raid with 538 Royal Greens and Mohawk warriors into the Mohawk Valley to free the Highlander families still living there. Catherine would have been a part of this group that witnessed its share of atrocities that were committed over Johnson's two days of raids. 11 rebel men were killed, 27 were taken prisoner, 120 houses, barns, and mills were burned and destroyed. 143 loyalists, including women and children, were rescued in Sir Johnson's 1780 raid. They fled from the Mohawk Valley, traveling north to Montreal over difficult and dangerous terrain with over 800 rebel militia chasing after them. They traveled through dangerous Native American territory, through land held by the Oneidas, allies of the rebel forces. 
Once clear of enemy territory, they would follow the southern shore of Lake Ontario to the Niagara River. The trip along the Niagara was a tough one, especially in May during spring floods. If the weather was good, the trip could take 13 days, but traveling with women and children slowed them down, and if they hit bad weather or they missed their connection with escape boats, it would take two to three months just to reach Montreal. And if they ran out of provisions, they had to live off the land, eating nothing but roots, berries, and leaves. Once the refugees made it to Montreal, life didn't get any easier. Catherine Grant was 17 years old when she arrived in Montreal. Traveling with her was Nancy Grant, age 14, her sister, and John, her brother, who was only 11, but who was declared fit for service and inducted into the military as soon as they arrived. It wasn't uncommon in those days for young boys to be used as drummers in the regiments. John was sent off to military barracks a few miles away, and the three children were separated. With the arrival of thousands of men, women, and children into Montreal, refugee camps were set up, and people received only the bare necessities. Most of the refugees were women, children, the disabled, and the elderly, and they were all expected to work, making blankets and leggings for the troops. As more refugees during the war fled north for safety, conditions in the refugee camps got worse. Living quarters were cramped. Food was difficult to find. Rations were cut. Children suffered from malnutrition, and many mothers gave up their own meals just to keep their little ones alive. Diseases began to spread quickly from overcrowding. The stress on the refugees took its toll. Marriages fell apart. Alcoholism was widespread. Suicide and emotional breakdowns. Death and tragedy surrounded the loyalists. On September 3, 1783, the seven-year civil war, known as the American Revolution, came to a close. The rebel Whigs, now officially called Americans, were the winners, and those who fought to keep their government were the losers. They became exiled traitors who could never go back to their homes or their country again. They lost everything they owned. The Royal Greens disbanded in Montreal, and Donald Ban MacDonald was one of them. The date was December 24, 1783. It must have been a bleak Christmas for him and for all of the other men, too. The now disbanded Royal Yorkers found themselves without jobs and no future. There weren't many provisions, and no clothing was available. There was also a smallpox outbreak from the refugees that flooded into the area from New York by ships. Patrols policed the city to prevent theft and to stop riots that sometimes broke out. It was in the middle of this post-war loss and uncertainty that Donald Ban MacDonald and Catherine Grant were married in July 1784. They were one of 90 couples who were wed in Montreal between April and November of that year. They had waited until the war ended to go forward with their lives. And now that they were married, they had nowhere to go. <laughs>